The buffalo had been practising in the mirror for a very, very long time. So long, in fact, that his clan had left without him some time before. It didn't matter. He had his mission and was determined he could carry it out. First, though, he had to perfect his game face. He couldn't let any he met know he was frightened of continuing alone. Couldn't let them see his doubt or worry that he may let his tribe down. He had been tasked with finding the last well. Grandmother Buffalo had travelled far into the dreaming time to find who of their number the spirits wished for the job. All were surprised when in circle the next full moon she said his name. Rosebud the long-stemmed shall go. So named for his long frame, delicate exterior and fragrant heart. In this clan, a buffalo's true character had to be revealed before a naming ceremony was performed. Still he stared at himself in the mirror. Still he tried to hide how he really felt, but all he saw was his sadness. Brother Sun called to him. Tick-tock, tick-tock, my friend, time you were get gone. The buffalo known as Rosebud the long stem nodded. Yes. Yes. He took a deep breath and set off. The lands were barren, parched. His tribe had moved to the last watering hole they knew of and it was a long journey across the stripped and scorched earth. None blamed Brother Sun. He had lived his life the same every single day. Like the water the tribe now searched for, flowing throughout time. Except not. The wells had disappeared, none quite knowing if they were gone or hidden away. Two legs were to blame. Many had tried to reach them in council, believed that all problems were surmountable, and knew that in the end they were all one big tribe who needed to find a way to be together. The elders had more faith, knew they had to keep going, knew despite their great age, or, or perhaps because of it, that flesh was a fleeting suit to wear. Rosebud plodded slowly, thoughtfully in the direction shown in the dreaming time, just barely making out the rock face he needed to meet as Brother Sun yawned his end of the day. Rosebud was okay with that. He had early on in his life been shown the guidance of the stars. He called up to them now as they began to twinkle into view, asking for a route to follow through the long, long, long night to come. Darkness dominated what was once inequality in these days. Patiently, he waited as the sky blackened and his destination vanished from sight. He kept moving slowly in what he hoped was the right direction. The only star visible pointing to a much longer journey than the one he was on now. Oi! There was a sharp exclamation. Watch it, big oaf! 
a grumble of a sound once more. Rosebud peered down. Sister Moon was the barest sliver of a crescent, and Rosebud could only just make out two eyes blinking at him and the hiss of a disgruntled tongue. The head of a snake reared up at him, its beautiful markings marred by an ugly red wound slicing at the corner of his left eye viciously. Why don't you lot ever look where you go, eh? You speak your high and mighty talk about being in it together and then trample over anything that isn't like you. Buffaloes, I ask you. Rosebud stammered a response of an apology, suddenly feeling responsible for his entire race. There came a curious sound. Rosebud at first thought he really must have caused the gash to the snake's head, that it was in pain, distress of some sort, and was most concerned. Rosebud felt everything so deeply and was much saddened to be the cause of suffering in another. It was only when the snake had slithered its way up to sit on his head and peered at Rosebud upside down that Rosebud realised the snake was laughing at him. <laughs> I'm just joshing with you, mate. <laughs> but your face! <laughs> to both of their surprise, Rosebud turned on the snake, shaking it to the floor and stamped the ground at it, snorted through his nostrils and bellowed. The snake generally was taken aback by this reaction, thinking, as it did, buffaloes to be docile creatures, not ones that would attack something as harmless as a snake. This was spoiling all of its evening fun. Rosebud did not slow down. He let out a torrent of a speech, finally having the courage to let out all that had needed to be said for quite some time. There was a stunned silence from both of them. Quiet when Rosebud finally finished. He did his best to return his face to a composed neutral bath at mask, but both he and the snake burst out laughing before he could manage it. <laughs> In that moment, they knew they would be friends. Sid, the snake said to Rosebud, that's my name, I'd shake hands, but well, obviously he can't do that being a snake and all, no hands like, or arms for that matter. That would make me a lizard or something, wouldn't it? Not natural. I came over from England on a cruise ship, but what with the waters disappearing, by the time I had done sightseeing, there was no way for me to get back. Goes without saying, aren't known for wanting to move particularly faster as snakes, but well, we can when we want, obviously. Sid the snake sighed and looked up at Rosebud once more. I guess I'm to be the comedic fool of this piece, huh? Sid looked about them both then. Where, where's your clan? He continued. You lot normally move about in packs, don't you? Rosebud explained his mission to find the last well. Water was the movement of time. It was what kept everything going. It was simply not possible it could disappear completely. Was it? Not all things that are lost need to be found. Sid nodded sagely at the words that escaped his lips. What does that even mean? asked Rosebud. I don't know. Sid shrugged in the way only a snake can with a sort of shiver of its non-shoulders. 
Sage so chooses me as its mouthpiece, but gives me not the capac capacity. I can't even say the words. Capac capac I can't understand it. And what happened to your face? Rosebud questioned. Bold now, he had no need to hide his feelings for the time being. An old wound. But it looks so fresh. Not all wounds need healing or need to be healed. I suppose you don't know what that means either, Rosebud responded. Sid just blinked at him. I'm the comedic side piece, you know, with the sage advice, remember? Don't mean we always have to be able to make sense of the roles we are assigned. Don't ever reach revealment in the grand scheme of the longer journey. Or where we headed, anyway. Because, of course, it was evident to both it could be no coincidence the two of them had met. Rosebud turned his head up to the stars, now clear in their glory, and Sid followed his gaze upward. Stars were the language of all who had the willingness to understand or pay attention, yet still they did not show a route for the two of them to take. It was Rosebud this time who said, Not everything always has to be shown to us. I know this. Pleased was he had his own confidence in all he had been taught and Grandmother Buffalo's faith in him. It doesn't mean that is how it is always. Just in this now. He gave a decisive nod as he looked about him. So then we have a choice. Sit it out for Brother Sun to wake or journey with Sister Moon through the long, long, long night. There were, they knew, times when all were called to let go of what they had hoped would happen and adapt to where they found themselves. The pair turned and walked in the direction Sister Moon pointed. And walked. And walked. And walked. Slowly. Steadily. Determinedly. It was the first blinks of Brother Sun's awakening that found the two of them at the foot of a jagged path leading around the edge of a deep gorge. There, within reach of sight, was a valley with a fast-flowing river barreling its way out of the rock face to disappear again the other side. In reach of sight? Yes. In reach of a buffalo's legs? No. Rosebud thought his fragrant heart would break. He had done it. With the help of Sid and Sister Moon, he had found not the last well, but the last valley of fresh, non-polluted water with absolutely no way to lead his people down to it. I, I say, are you there? A voice echoed up from the water's lapping edges. The oldest of the eagles sat staring up at them. I can see what you cannot. If you can put your trust in me, I can guide you down. Sid remained silent. It made not much difference to him, but his new friend he would not leave, and it was his decision to make. It was a shaky rosebud that cleared his throat and gave his consent. 
the oldest of the eagles smiled, once more knowing what they did not. For it wasn't in Rosebud's physical strength and abilities that made him courageous, but in his fragility, his willingness, his vulnerability at placing his life in another's keeping for the sake of his tribe. This was what shone with beauty. Sid whispered from his perch just ahead of Rosebud on a low rock ledge. I got your buddy. Slowly, steadily, determinedly, between the two of them, the oldest of the eagles and Sid the snake, the buffalo named Rosebud the long stem, was guided down the jagged path to the water's edge. But still he wondered how he would ever manage to lead his clan down here, when his attention was turned to where the oldest of the eagles pointed. This too shall pass, she said, motioning to a tree ready now for death, death who hung, who hung close with reverence, glad to escort such a noble creature on its final duty. For the oldest of the eagles and death both knew the falling of the tree would cause the rock face to shift, the jagged path to splinter and the way to be clear for the clan to traverse in safety down to the water's edge. Rosebud had done it. He just needed patience for a little longer. The mountain the other side of the gorge called down to the travellers. Perhaps a song, it suggested in the low, slow rumble only a mountain can produce. Rosebud and Sid were glad to while away the time in such a way. <laughs>